Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of The Gorgon's Podcast. So on today's episode, we are going to be discussing in part one, because this is going to be a two-parter episode of the scary side of spirituality. So in this first part, we're going to be discussing, me and Jamie, how we got introduced to spirituality, what are certain gifts that we've picked up through the family lineage, and all that stuff. So part one is like the introduction. Part two will be uh, when shit gets real. So yeah, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Leave us a review of four or five stars or whatever you deem worthy on whatever platform you're listening to The Gorgon Podcast on. And as always, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Gorgon's Podcast. <laughs> it is me, the sorority president, Bishop Mortimer. If you know me personally, Brandon Windersome. If you know me sexually, Bobby Boucher. Make all the niggas gay. So far, girl? Zero. Two. <laughs> that being said, I got my co-host. An emphasis on the host. Okay, the realest. You got your sorority treasure, Jay Smooth, Jay Boogie. Jay Nasty, if you know me, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna give you what you want. Sometimes what you need, but at the end, you're gonna take something from it. Return to sender. <laughs> anyway, yeah. With that being said, since, you know, spirituality, magic, you know, talk about some of the times where when did shit first get real with you? When did you start your spiritual awakening, Jamie? Ooh, okay. Yeah. What made you go to spirituality or whatever spiritual path you're on? Well, I, I don't think anything particular made me want to go. I just felt that it was a lot of things that resonated with me uh, through, like, we're originally brought up Baptist, Catholic, so, I mean, that never really re- resonated with me. Nothing really, I never really found an interest in that. Um, it could be because I had nothing undiagnosed But, <laughs> but that's another episode episode but and nothing really connected but as I got older I you know I felt as though when you hit when you come out of your 20s and you're into your 30s um you'll real you'll start seeing life slow down it won't be such a fast-paced type of energy it starts to mellow out and slow down and that's where a lot of the um spiritual work went on for me you start to be able to analyze things a little bit more better oh okay bitch how about you um now that I'm seasoned into this path, I can honestly say growing up, I grew up around a lot of spiritual people. I was just blind to see it. Right. And um, you know how they say hindsight, what is 50-50 or 20-20, whatever. I know I don't got good vision, so I don't know about that 20-20. Negative 10, negative 10. Okay, n- negative 10, 20. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is, okay, which is an 80-40 rule. Um, damn, that fell flat. But anyway... <laughs> I've always, um, I was never forced to go to church growing up. I was never one of those people. But also, I also had a mom that was always openly psychic. No matter who, you know, in the family was like, you know, Bible thumping and humping. Mm-hmm. My mom would be like, honey, I had a vision. Oh, honey, I had a dream. Yeah, and it did come to pass too. You know, and my mom was never, of course, one of hers that went to church. You know, my mom was like, honey, I have my own relationship. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to live good to my capabilities and keep it moving. So as I get older, like, I realized I never had no organized, like, 
um, come to Jesus moment, X, Y, and Z. And I feel like seeing how people in the church acted, even though I wasn't in the church, is what pushed me further away from Christianity, if I had to say anything. Yeah, I think I, I would definitely agree that it is behavior really did definitely for me. some sideways, next head turning and sideways jerking gestures when it comes to some people. And Contradictory. I, very much so. And when I was younger growing up and my mom had a best friend, rest her soul, um, she used to take us to church like hardcore. We went to church every single day. She was one of those type Ooh. of people. That felt as though the more you went to church that you didn't have to pay the back. The benedictions will fall upon you. Like you felt as though that was going to pay back your karma debt. No, that, that is not mm-hmm. how that works. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> where you at now? But, you know, so she was definitely one of those type of women. She went to morning service, evening service. She did all the uh, church potlucks. And it was just like, I don't know. I just kind of sat there and was like, first of all, I never really understood the logic behind a lot of things that they did in the church. It was very gossipy. It was very like, oh, I'm better than you. Who got the bigger hat? Who can't see the church choir? Because she got a hat the size of a 55 or 75-inch flat TV. I was dressing like y'all was going to uh, a nightclub or something. Okay, y'all just better here than at your son's graduation. Right, so I, I just, I mean, it's, it's certain things that behoove me in the church. Ooh, girl, behoove. Word of the day, behoove. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So I'm just analyzing this stuff. And nothing really resonated with me at all. You had to stand up and say your testimony, you know, if you wanted to give your testimony. And then the Holy Ghost. And it's just like a lot of things I question. So I remember one day in particular, I remember asking my mom on the drive, like, Ma, you know, I'm looking in the back window. I remember this. I couldn't have been no more than maybe 10 or 11. And I said, Ma, um, if there's a God, why is there so many homeless people? And why did he let us struggle so bad? If there's a God. Oh. And you know, I remember my mom said something to the gist of, you know, um, you know, God is there and you just got to keep the faith and you got to understand everything happened for a reason. I said, oh, oh okay. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's one of those things where I've seen with all Christians, the most educated Christians to the most people who just use the term Christianity. They will find anything outside of logic to... Make it seem like, you know, oh, God doesn't put more on us than we can handle or stuff like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. literally. He gives his hardest battles to a stronger word. And that's not even soldier. biblical. It's like, so, I mean, I, I just. I, I mean, don't want to be a soldier. I signed up to be a human, not a soldier. Right. So when she said that, I'm like, okay. And we go to church. We give the money that we do have. We we wasn't no rich people. We weren't middle class. Honey, y'all know? needed the collection plate. At the end of the, in my friend. So then <gasps> you know, I'm just like, I'm kind of like. Watching us constantly giving stuff into the basket, you know, offerings. And I know we could have done, um, like, other things with it. But they say, you know, give so you can receive. So, okay, whatever. Your tidings, yeah. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I remember saying to mom, say, well, you know what? One day, I'm like, well, you know what? If it take all this to go to heaven, mom, I just, I, I'd rather go to hell. I'm yeah. not saying that. Okay, plot we're there. <laughs> and uh, mom's like, what? Don't say that. I'm just saying because we got to be already there because, like, Look look around us. Look how much bad stuff happened. All the good people die early. But then you got all the people that ain't doing no good walking around with one pancreas and one fucking eye with glaucoma still walking around. Motherfucker gets sick one time and they off. Done. Shit, I remember I said that to my mom one time about granny. 
you know how everybody be like, oh, why did a good die young? I said, my granny is about 86. <laughs> and then she slapped the fuck out of me. When you think of it lo- with a logical mind, it's like, is that what you guys just say to yourself to cope with somebody dying young? Because mm-hmm. that's a tragedy in itself. Yeah, you know, I think the facade of um, having to do all that stuff in churches, pay your tithes, be a participant, you know, be active in the church um, activities and things like that is an illusion. I think that's fraud. I think that's another thing the church needs to break away from. This is my personal opinion. It doesn't mean nothing outside of myself. But Ooh, I quote. think that, no, I don't think I feel like church it doesn't matter the church. You can go down to Texas. Some of these pastors have bigger churches. Those mega churches. Like it makes no sense, Jamie. And you know what else? I feel like I feel like if people lost their grip on the Bible, because I use the Bible to a certain extent in my spell work, and people are like no such thing. Well, bitch, watch me. I think what people need to realize is the people, the ones you worship, didn't write the Bible. That's a man-made document. You know, a manipulated man-made document many times over again. Once you start connecting with the things God actually put his hands on and made, Mm -hmm. the earth, Mm -hmm. air, the elements, your body, Mm -hmm. you know, your senses, then you will have a stronger connection with God. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, you need stuff that man didn't touch. Man didn't touch the earth. You know why? Man has corrupted the earth. But I say man hasn't touched the earth because guess what? Before us, how did it get here? Some divine thing, rather it's a big bang, scientific, whatever you believe. Something had to happen. Start trying to communicate with the things that are greater than you. And that's how you connect to your higher power. Rather that be the earth God, you know, a spiritual God in the sky. Connect with the things that man has not touched. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that are church-going people misunderstand the message. You are a descendant of God, so you're made in this image, but I mean you are him and he is you. So you hold him. So when you sit there and you pray to somebody in the church, you say, oh, well, I'm waiting for God to speak to me. A lot of times when God speaks to you, it's that, that voice of like, oh, this don't feel right. That's God speaking to you. True. Unless you got some other undiagnosed mental illnesses. True. But I'm just saying, like, because <laughs> mental illness and spirituality, so, honey, that goes hand in hand. Spiritual psychosis addressed rightly can be very toxic. But and we'll get into that later. But what I'm saying, this is like you have to understand that, like, all the questions you're searching for externally all resides within you if you take the time out and start to make the connections. And people get so triggered when you be like this. Oh, I'm a guy with it. I'm not talking about no Kanye West where you call yourself Jesus and you want people. No, I'm, we're not talking about that. We're talking about everybody's a God within. People get confused. Nobody's telling you to worship each other. Mm-hmm. Nobody's telling you to have false idols and doing all that shit. By what we mean is like this. If I am my father and my father is me because I am a reflection mm-hmm. of him. Whatever he is is inside of me. He's a God. Godness is inside of me. It's like, it's very simplistic, but people try to make it so complicated and people like to put what they think you mean on your opinion. How dare you declare, how dare you declare yourself as a God? Nobody's, am I asking you to worship me? I may ask you to get on your knees, but that's for a sexual favor. (laughs) Honey, give me some (laughs) titties and some titties. Little tie titties. But I think, yeah, a lot of people, especially black people are very heavy. In that area, in the religion area. Oh, I side-eye them so hard. A lot of people are um, 
and I, I and this is what I want people to really start working on their nonverbal and their verbal expressions. And what I mean by that is when you hear someone speak about spirituality and just because they're not talking about Catholic religion, uh, you know, being a um, you know, whatever, stop looking like everything is taboo. You know what I'm saying? We all take different roads to get to the same. In, in destination. I can believe that you're taking the right path, but it's not right for me. See and I believe in everything because, like I tell people, if I know one route to Walmart, for an example, and you know another, guess what? We're still going to get to Walmart at the end of the day. You just... <laughs> exactly. Your path may be a little bumpy. It may have some detours, but guess what? As long as you get over that finish line, I don't need to give a fuck how you get there. I just want you to get there. Yeah, I think them saying that spiritual, you know, is witchcraft and all that other extra stuff. It's I your think, intent. Yeah, I think it's solely your your opinion and how you perceive things. Because if you want to make it that literal or that plain, then you can say a prayer. Cars are killing machines. Plenty of people use cars to kill people. Doesn't make them a killing machine. Mm -hmm. Depending on the person operating it. Or depending on your intent, a prayer could be a spell gone wrong. If you're praying against somebody. Anything can be turned wicked and evil, dependent on your heart and your intent. And a lot of people think they have better hearts than what they actually do. Ooh, so now I have a question for you. And then I guess we could pose it back and forth to each other. When was the first time you ever felt disrespected by what you chose to practice? And how did it make you feel? Because I feel like everybody has a time where it's like, bitch, yeah. you tried me. But it, it was kind of like barren. Like, Subliminally? Yeah, I don't think it was there, but it's like, oh, yeah, I told him you're a witch. A witch? Maybe a bitch, but I'm not a, a witch. A bitch, possibly. Depending on where you catch me. Okay. I'm not a witch. I don't, I mean, in, in a sense that I, I'm not over here. I'm not making pentagons. I'm not doing none of that. And no, um, no shade to that, but I'm just saying just before you cast an opinion, make sure that you've done your work. But I just feel like people in that aspect, yeah, I think be um, socially correct when engaging and trying to acquire information without being offensive. And that's a lack of uh, research because if you're that interested, interested in um, someone else's practice, you'll have the right terms when engaging. Like me, I am very much so a, as come to spiritual, I am a, I am a what they call like, a human lie detector. I can really read and pick up when somebody, I can pick mm -hmm. up your energy. I can analyze you less than five minutes and tell you about yourself. And that, that alone can be a curse and it can be a gift because what happens is if you're not working and doing the work to learn how to manage that, it can be overwhelming to you. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, that's something that you have to work with in your spirituality to learn how to disconnect from other people's energy because a lot of times you pick it up and you don't even be just something as simple as looking at someone I can actually tell you how you feel and things about you yeah until you learn how to master that like you'll end up isolating yourself right so at the end, okay. so at the end of the I'm day, trying not to over talk you no, bitch that's cool, but at the end of the day that's where I come in as a spiritual person it's like I I run off vibrations. I'm an empath. So I can definitely pick up. And that's where uh, me and Brandon, his strengths are way more de um, developed. Than Bitch, I feel like he's his is way more demonic. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. Even just sitting in quite a few of his readings, 
I am the type of person I can definitely pick up energy. I can definitely read individuals. And when you get skilled in that aspect, because we have more than just the sixth sense, and people, once you spend enough time alone, you can develop that. Me and Brandon can have True. a conversation just by looking at each other. And it's just a normal gesture, and we can have a full-blown sentence conversation without saying anything. And I that telepathy, look at, yeah. Look at, and look at when you do the same word, bitch. I see. Okay, then. So you get what I'm, you know. And I think that could just be in the black heritage because it wasn't allowed to speak. No, play. okay. <laughs> be seen and not heard. Right, but I mean that's something you work with when you're close to someone. You can pick up even when they try to hide shit. You can still pick it up because that's just how your frequency works. That's true. So when would you honestly say that you knew you had a gift? And how did it develop itself? Oh, I used to see dark shadow people in my room at night when I was six years old. And um, I was just... find shadow people. Yeah, upright living shadow. Oh, that would and be I would just see them out of the, my peripheral vision as a kid. And they would just be walking in and out of the house and shit like that. And because like I always tell people, when people would be like, oh, you're psychic and stuff like that. I'm not that Long Island medium where I'd be like, girl, did you just eat a raisin bagel? I'm not, I can't tell you your past, your present. Well, I can with tarot cards and stuff like that because my intuition is pretty strong. But I'm not one of those people where it's like I get around you and I'll be like, Jamie, in the seventh grade, did you sit next to a guy yeah. named Michael? I'm not one of those type of psychics. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah, I definitely can. So, um, yeah, I started seeing shadow people. And it scared the fuck out of me. Now, these shadow people, are they like normal shaped shadow people? Or just normal, like you know how you see those scary movies and they're like the shape of long ass fingers. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, um, they're in the shape of uh people just without faces and okay, that you can see. Okay, they like hats or something like that. Yeah, but you see the silhouette of them. Of the hat, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. like a uh yeah. So I started that when I was six years old, and um, I just had to live with it. Like, I would tell my mom and stuff like that, but my mom grew up, she learned, she was psychic, um, what, at, when she was 13, 14? Uh, my grandma was psychic and stuff like that, but everybody has different abilities. So, um, yeah, they were like, okay, they knew pretty much what it was, and you know, adults is quick to, like, don't bring too much attention to because you don't want to freak him out more than what he's already doing because he's a hypochondriac. Yeah, let him grow into his ability. Why do you think shadow work is so dangerous? Because it makes you face the reality of who you are and your contributions to the toxic um, situations that transpire involving you, and it takes it makes you take accountability. So it makes you look at the ugliness within you. Yeah, it makes you stand in your truth. But me going through my little shadow work and what took me to do shadow work is to be in a place in my life where I was in the bathroom literally crying and not understanding how I got to that point and why I was there more or less to say and being a Taurus and that because that's my sign you know what I'm saying um oh you tell us we are okay very explained it has to make sense to us and the fact that it wasn't making sense is what intrigued me even more to do the work 
You're like, I need logic. I need to under, yes. You got to make this shit make sense to me. You just can't hand me some shit and say it works because I say it's working. No, bitch, explain how does it work. What'd you say? You ain't going to piss on my leg and tell me it's raining and judge okay, Judy. You, okay, you ain't going to put my finger in peanut butter and tell me it's your jam. <laughs> <laughs> you ugly for that one. But but I think that what really pushed me to understand me as an individual because I, you know, people always trying to assess other people. Well, how about you take that energy and assess yourself? You Ooh. know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is understanding why you do the things you do and why you are the way you are. And once you have a better understanding of why you are the way you are, then you'll be more of an asset than a liability to other people that you choose to date or encounter. And that's why people, they spend too much time getting to know somebody else. Fuck you getting to know somebody else while you don't know who you are. Message! True. I think, for me, I realized, I started feeling like, oh, bitch, everybody's attacked. I felt attacked. I felt like the people who are close to me were turning on me. Okay, so yeah. go through it one by one. Like, what was the, the things that set out? One, this started. Two, this, this. So we know, and then I'll... It was me getting in arguments with close people, so either elders or, you know, my friends or family members, cousins, back to back. And I would be like, why is everybody doing this to me? And then what was like, well, bitch, okay, take out what they did and the fucked up shit they are. Mm -hmm. What fucked up shit are you? And what was your emotional state at during this time? Um... Bitch, I was crying. And what got me to crying mm -hmm. is because I wasn't disrespectful enough. It came to a point in time where it's like, I felt like I couldn't clap back as viciously as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it was like my tongue was literally being bound and hold. Like, bitch, when I tell you I want to say the most off the wall shit that you probably can't yeah. come back from. And then I was like. So that was two. So you had those two uh, epiphanies, those little incidents where you knew. That was part of your transition. And then I also said, you know you're tired when you're over your own bullshit. Yeah. I think because so. even though it's bringing you joy, what is the joy when you don't got nobody else to crack on? Yeah, because they don't know. Look at well, Or people are very dealing with you on a very surface, artificial level. And that alone gets boring in itself. Because then people are picking and choosing to not engage with you on a more deeper level. And that's when I realized, I said, oh, bitch, you got a problem. To you. It's your choice to engage or disengage. It is solely up to you. And then my folks try to disengage with a gun. Bitch, let me go. Cock and loaded. But no, I think we all do it. That was my moment. Long-winded, sorry. Yeah, no, my moment was mirrored the same thing. You'll first go through where everybody feel like, you know, first it was the work environment, very toxic. Then I started bumping heads with a long child, childhood friend, which, you know, I think as you change, um, it forces other to change as well, in a sense. And True. what I mean by change is when you grow. True. So I mean, so that started happening. Then I started bumping heads with family member, and then um, Ooh. it just kept being like everybody was just seemed like everything was at a domino effect, and it's just kind of like for me, it was overwhelming because I wasn't able to analyze it each individual situation by itself. It was a cluster of things happening at once, and it overwhelmed me. And people who like control, when shit gets uncontrollable, uh, bitch, stop. Stop yeah. everything. But it don't stop. It just keeps coming. It just keep going. It just everything was just negative, negative, negative. I had an overwhelming, like, my like, just emotional state was just very overwhelming, just crying and stuff. So that's how you can definitely. You're lucky. 
when you make it out of shadow work and shadow work never ends so i'm saying that like the bulk the beginning of shadow work is the hardest okay because the initiation and the shadow work is probably the most shell shocking it opens up your chest and if you're one of those people who like to hide your emotions your chest is cracked open for everybody seems like to play with yeah and it makes you do that i feel like with shadow work especially you'll have all those things we stated and then addition to that you'll start being a person to where you're like oh no addition yeah you start being a person like I don't want, look, check it out. Chill with the negative. I'm going to need you to bring that to an all-time low. Right. Not saying you can't express it, but I just don't want to hear it all the time. True. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the negative shit you're experiencing is your failure to address some shit that should be already addressed. Because if you can address it with me, you can address it with the source. Because I don't want to keep talking about it. Right. I, I don't. I, I feel like you have to come to a point to where... Aren't you tired? Because I am. Yeah, you have to be tired. Uh, tired enough to like, no, it's time to move. And once you, you start understanding when shit start, you got to understand when they, when stuff start happening back to back to back, that means you're on the cusp of something great. And you have to do the work to break through. Okay, a new level is coming. Oh, yeah. But there's a price to pay with every new level. New levels can't have old mentalities. No, you got to do the work. You can't, oh, oh, now I... I do one thing. You have to... And let me say, everybody's journey is different. So, I mean, I know for me particularly, it was a cluster of things. You got to do the work. You have to do the work. And you can't keep searching externally for your answers. Nobody can answer shit about you but you because all the answers reside in you. You have to make the connection. And you got to want to look. All people do is give you an aha moment True. to help you better find your way to the answer we can't give you the answer because we don't know the answer and we only know what the fuck you say and what you tell us and all that shit is surface true what is the most um freaky supernatural thing that has happened to you Mm. i think for me the scary side of spirituality um well i'm gonna just go on some like physical scary shit um I feel like there's been many times where it's like, um, the shadow people, cause like I said, I've been seeing them since I was six. They haven't went away. Sometime it'll be like, you know what? Seven, eight, nine months in between sometimes. But, um, I remember probably over the summer last year, um, I seen one start to shut the curtains and I thought it was my mom. So I was like, uh, but they were so fast. But was the curtain actually shut and it was an illusion? No, the curtain was shut. Oh, that shit was. And then, um, I was like, damn, my, how fast did you go? So, and I'm loud because I'm yelling for my bedroom, and my bedroom's in the front of the house. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I hear my mom's door open, and I was like, and then when I heard her door open, I was like, wait a minute. If that was my mom who shut the curtains, why didn't I hear her door shut? Why am I hearing the door open? Hmm. So I, tell, I was like, so then I walk out the room, and I was like, mom, what? Why'd you run with your badass feet? <laughs> okay, bad ankles, bad back, bad everything. Okay, bitch, watch it. <laughs> and then, y'all gonna have to come back for part two on the next episode of the Gorgons Podcast, where me and Jamie get to the scary, supernatural, and the ghost side of spirituality.